This episode is sponsored by Conjure Tea. Founded by chef Shania Thomas Floyd, Conjure Tea taps into her background as a pastry chef to bring a unique, delicious approach to tea. Look no further than their tea offerings to find delicious blends from Lunar, an herbal tisane with blueberry, lavender, and vanilla, to Decadence, an Earl Grey blend with rose, strawberry, and cocoa nibs. The thing I love about Conjure Tea is that they're bringing unique, delicious flavors that I've never had before. My favorite of theirs is Purge Me, an organic bancha green tea with pineapple, coconut, and so much more. It has the flavor you want from a green tea with a unique and delicious combination of fruit-filled ingredients with a natural detox detoxifying quality. The company has been kind enough to give 15% off your first online order to all Steep Conversations listeners by using code STEEP15 on ConjureTea.com. That's promo code S-T-E-E-P-15 to get 15% off your first order at C-O-N-J-U-R-E-T-E-A.com. We went out to breakfast, I think it was. And I was ordering something and I pointed to a picture on the menu. And I was like, yeah, I think uh, that seems cool. And she goes, oh, well, it usually comes like this, but do you want it that way? And I look at her and I go, I want <laughs> it that way. Tell me why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know when Beyonce is like, she's like, oh, yeah. You know, well, she doesn't do that. She sounds much better than me, I think. She sounds different. We'll say that. Different, not better. Different. <laughs> I was one of the four original Destiny's <laughs> child. Destiny's children. I was oh, one of the children of Destiny. You, you were one of the children. So you were like There were originally three. five of us. Yeah, it was there. Oh. Were, there were the, the four girls and me. Uh-huh. I was the first out. What made them kick you out? Because I know you got kicked out. I thought I should have been the lead. I see. Yeah. I see. And and I don't want to like scream bias, but like someone's dad was the manager. So it was just kind of felt unfair. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you clearly stand out in the crowd. Mm. So I thought so. It only makes sense to me. Yeah. You're saying, cause I have a slightly deeper voice. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. Yes, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> that, yeah. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's why. That was it. Um, that was it. You have already tasted some of your tea. Yes. So for those steeping at home, we are drinking white tea rose melange, melange by Rishi Tea. You are a big white tea person, I think, right? You messaged me saying you like white tea. I like white tea. Black tea, not so much. I think if I'm going to go black, then I'm just going to go coffee. Okay. That's my- I, No, I totally get that. Yeah. For those that are steeping at home, we do 180 to 185. I don't know what your preference is. I do 185. I go a little a little hotter. And you could steep anywhere from like four to five minutes. White tea does not go through a lot of processing. Okay. okay. So it's like- Nice. I don't want to say it's immature because it acts right. Um, it's born divine. Yes. Mm -hmm. For those that are making white teas at home, sometimes white tea, when you get a white tea, you're literally getting like the nubs, like really like pre-developed. And so if you're doing that, I would say you can probably- steep for longer, but we are having proper white tea. So you only need to do four proper to five white minutes. tea. Like it's been developed. It hasn't been fully processed, but it's like, it is a leaf, but they all come from the Camellia sinensis plant. So there you go. There's some tea knowledge for you today. How do you feel? I feel pretty great. I feel like I respect my tea more. <laughs> I understand its life journey a bit more. So that's great. I want to introduce you to the listeners. This is Rebecca Usoro. So I feel like my pronunciation is good, right? Very good. Yes. Very good. But I really would rather introduce you as someone who I was like, you know, when sometimes you meet someone, you go, oh, like we're going to be best friends. Like that was how I immediately, I think I told you this. That was how I immediately felt when I met you. We met through, I don't know what you call it, a writing program, a writing competition. I would say a, I say a lab fellowship. A lab. Sure. Oh, yeah. fellowship's fun. Yeah. And like the ring. the ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, but we were in that. I remember this. I remember we were in that and you were working on another project. So you, I don't know, it was Zoom. I was going to say you Zoomed in. That's so branded. Zoomed, you, no. you, you virtualed in. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but you had to come in virtually for the first, I think it was only on the first day. Only the first day. I also was in a writer's room on a show. So I just felt sort of like, blah, like what if they need me or something? And then, you know, I was, was Zoomed in. The show was totally fine with me doing this thing. And I got serious FOMO. So I was like, tomorrow I'm going to be in person. Like <laughs> I remember, I remember when you zoomed in. So I didn't, obviously like we didn't really talk when you were zoomed in. No one was like, we were all listening to a writer's panel talking, yeah. a very 
successful writers. But the next day you came in and we talked for like five minutes and I was like, mm, I want to be your best friend. And yep. then, so for people that are listening who don't know this, we had written short films and then we had to, we were, we were recording a podcast audio of what was it? Five minutes? Sections? Five minutes. Something like I that. remember because I, the scene I chose <laughs> was like-, like Mine's going to be 11. Nine pages. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, my God. What? Did you actually choose a much longer? Well, I chose the main, oh, you chose the the main thing, yeah. thing. And so me and my actors were going through and just like, we don't need this. We don't need that. Cut that stage direction. We'll do this instead. It was, it was quite the process. Well, I just remember that we got paired. So yes. the program took two different people who were in the lab and you were the two people who would go and work with the actors and record your podcast episode on the same day. And I already thought you were great, but then just hanging out with you, I was like, oh, she's so cool. Oh, <laughs> I was like, nice. oh, she's so fun. And that was when I immediately was like, cool. All right, we're friends now. I just decided it. I definitely want to talk about one of my favorite stories that you ever told me was um, how you changed paths in college to become a writer based on, I want to say it was in San Francisco. Is that where it was? Yes, yeah. it was. Can you, can you tell people that's right? Cause I think this is one of my, this is probably one of my favorite stories people have told me in the past, like 10 years. I love this story. Oh, wow. I did not know that. So nice. I had just finished like my freshman year at Columbia mm-hmm. in New York. By that point, like, you know, in my family is very much like, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor. And I saw other friends sort of like picking out their prerequisites and like doing their pre-med thing. And I was like, no, I just, could not see myself in scrubs for the rest of my life. And so I'm like, what do I do? I end up uh, visiting a friend in San Francisco that summer and we went to a Beyonce concert and it just I mean. changed my whole life. I think in part because my parents were also like, you must study at all times. Fun does not exist. Ugh, I have a funny story. I have a funny story about Britney Spears and NSYNC. Ugh, let's cut to that. So I was eight years old. It's not funny. It's actually very tragic. Oh, I was going to uh, say, I, I do love both parties. So if I, I, you know, classic Britney and NSYNC. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So actually my dad comes home one day and he's like, I would like to take you to a concert. I know you like Britney Spears. I know you like NSYNC. Choose one and I will take you. And I'm like, choose. I got to choose. Well, I had, yeah. And so I'm like going back and forth and I'm like, Britney and sync, Britney and sync, Britney and sync. And I decide to go with in sync because it had five times the dancing, right? (laughs) Five members, (laughs) five times the dancing. And let's be honest. I would say maybe two of them are really, really good dancers in in sync. And then the other three are also there. That is so savage. Is that, is that, I think they're all talented in different ways, but in terms of dancing, two of them really stick out to me. And Justin and JC. Yeah. Well, they're also the leads. I feel like Lance probably could also dance pretty well. I will say objectively speaking that when I looked at NSYNC and I thought to myself, like, who would be the nicest to me? I thought Lance. Wait, oh yeah. I was like, that's such a nice, he seems like such a nice guy. Like, like Lance would be the kind of person where he'd be like, hey, I figured you had a busy day. So I brought you a cup of coffee. Literally, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say tea. Oh, I wish. Cup of tea. But, and here's the thing, Lance would know you preferred tea. Ah, yeah. 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 Yep. And here's what it's funny. Chris would just bring you a six pack and be like, go nuts. I can't, I can't confirm that. I can't, I can't, you know me. I can't say mean. I don't think that's a mean thing. I just mean, Chris is more of the party guy. Maybe. I just want to give so much credit to Chris for a second. Do do you know the pop punk wave of bands that came through? Like the biggest one was probably fallout boy and panic at the disco, but like other bands like, say again. It was green day a part of it. Uh, not as much green day came before them, but, but I was thinking like, Bands like Cartel and Paramore and something corporate and like all these other bands of this like kind of emo kind of pop punk wave. What a lot of people don't know is when a lot of these bands were going on tour or a lot of these bands needed places to stay that when they would come through where Chris Kirkpatrick lived, Chris would reach out and let these bands stay with him and give them advice and give them guidance. So as far as like really nice people that a lot of people don't know, like Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC was an incredible supporter of other musicians. Well, that's that's great. So I'm just going to give him some credit here. Well, maybe Chris would also bring out like the snacks. And Lance would bring, you know. Lance would bring the tea and a hug. Chris would bring the six pack and your favorite bag of chips from the assortment pack of chips. Yeah. Which for me was like uh, Cooler Ranch Doritos. Oh, right, right. You do like those. That's like, <laughs> did, did, did we talk about that? You say that I like, oh, so. I remember when, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I feel that feels very reminiscent because I think I was like, that's the one kind I don't like. Sorry. Like nacho cheese Doritos? Oh, yeah. That's your fault. Oh, yeah. The, I'll the re- those. Okay. Yeah. Or do you like Cheetos? Cheetos. Crunchy or puffed? Not puffed. I 
can't. Okay, good. Nope, just checking. Just crunchy. Makes sense. Doritos. My favorite sour cream and onion. Chips. Yes. My favorite are sour cream and cheddar ruffles. That's my favorite chip. Okay, so we're just gonna wrap up the podcast now. <laughs> You're done. Um, anyway, okay, let's get back to the story. Anyway. So, so okay, so you choose Instinct for five times of dancing. Five times of dancing. Yeah. Um, my dad is like, bet that's great. He didn't say bet. That is it's a little more recent. Yeah, but yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like, let's go. And then he comes back to me like the next day, and he's like, your mother said no. Wait, what? She said no. Uh, well, and you I was, better turn that no into a yes. Well, I was like, but why? And he was like, I'm sorry. So I never went to the concert. So <laughs> no, it's tragic. That is the saddest story ever. I was going to go to this great concert. How'd it go? I didn't go. I didn't go. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like crowds or like, I don't know what it was, but concerts were not a regular thing. So, yeah. you know, me being in college, like going to the concert was amazing. Oh, sorry. We're it, fast forwarding back to college. So yes, yeah, I, was okay. just I was setting a, no, a foundation. No, I loved it. For, I was just catching people up. So like right, right. concerts yeah. weren't a normal thing. Now fast forward to college and you have this opportunity to go to this concert. Yes. Yes. And it was with my best friend, Lauren, and we went and I, I, I think I was also first just walking in really surprised at how diverse the crowd was mm -hmm. like, young, old, like every background imaginable. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're in this big stadium. At certain points during the concert, like all of us were crying, like just sobbing. I was, I cried like three separate times. Like she's so amazing and so wonderful. And like, you can just feel this energy in the stadium. And I decided right then and there, I was going to do something that made this many people feel this way at the same time. And that made me as happy as she clearly was performing and doing her thing. So that's when I was like, I think I want to do entertainment. And I think I want to do film and TV because it has the power to do that. And I know I'll never get bored. I truly do believe that one day you will have the opportunity to share that story with Beyonce. I believe that. I'm manifesting. Do you manifest? I'm manifesting. Yes, I would love that. I, I think so too. I think I'll meet, I, this is, I'll meet her once. I'll just tell her the story and then I can never talk to her again because you know, you can't meet your heroes. What I find really, I mean, impressive about you, but also perplexing about you <laughs> is that you, so you see this, you see this concert. Some people don't know that you already, I want to say already at this point, you were a, a trained dancer. No, not really. You weren't dancing at this point. I was in my college's like sort of dance troupe, but I really wasn't training. Like we had like a performance once a semester. That's so, so impressive. Mm, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Like I, I danced when I was younger. And then again, the whole being a doctor thing, it was in eighth grade. And like, you know, everyone's thinking about what are they going to do in high school? That sort of thing. And I was like, well, I don't see how dance is going to get me into Harvard med school. My logic as a child, it was, it was, that is, <laughs> that is some toxic thinking. Like, like, <laughs> well, this isn't going to get me into Harvard. So I'm out. So I'm out. Or it's genius as in five times of dancing. It really went either way. <laughs> I mean, no, the five times dancing thing like that, really, that plays for me. That's good luck. <laughs> that yeah. tracks. So I just quit. And then I remember like, I ended up doing track like my brother, but it, that was never really my thing. And then my senior year when like the stakes were gone because you're already in your colleges, I was sure. like, I'd love to do dance again and like theater. And my parents were like, no. Then in college, that's when I like kind of started doing it again. So what I was saying is perplexing and impressive at the same time is you are a dancer. Okay. Yeah. You are a writer. Yes. You are an actress. Yes. You are as of, I want to say, if you hadn't done it before, you certainly have now a director. Yes. I feel like I can call you a producer. I don't know if you like that title or not, but I feel like I can. It's fine. Okay. Are, are we, we can say we can say that. Yeah, I think so. I think um, especially if you are a filmmaker and particularly like in this last thing I did where I'm the actor, writer, director, you end up producing. Yeah. Essentially. So you do all these things and then you're just like, yeah, I could do more. Like I just don't. <laughs> I find that like very impressive at all the stuff that you do, but super perplexing. But I just love that as far as the, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the writing and the performance and maybe the dancing all emanate from that one seed of like, I want to make this number of people smile the way that Beyonce did and affect this number. And it all like sprouted from that one seed. Does it get better than that? I don't know. Oh, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I think so. I think- I just love the arts. That was the other thing why I chose film and TV because yeah. it has all the arts, right? It has like music, it has movement, it has theater. And I was like, okay, I want to be able to do all the arts. 
So let me do that. Well, what's so funny is, so going back to that, where we met in that lab, each person had written a short film. So there were 10 short films. Someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone had shared out the link to all the writers. so You can read everyone else's scripts. I think I told you this story. Oh, Yes. But I'm like reading through the scripts and I'm like, this one's fine. This one I don't love. This one's cool. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going through and I'm sitting next to Jess in bed while I'm reading these. I get to yours and I make it three quarters of a page in and I turn to Jess. I go, I'm screwed. (laughs) And and, and Jess goes, just like, what? And I was like, so people don't know this. There were like 10 people. There was a top 10. They were going to choose a top two. And so I read three quarters of page years. I go, oh, I'm screwed. And Jess goes, what happened? I go, this is amazing. Oh, and, and, thank you. and Jess was like, what? And I was like, I can't, I can't compete with this. But what's crazy is, and, and wherever it comes out, hopefully people will go see Family Meeting, but it opens with this beautiful like dreamscape, almost like a Beyonce video style dance sequence. It does. And you as a dancer are going to be able to execute this thing. And I'm like, and as I'm reading this, because I think you'd already mentioned you, you danced. I was like, cool. So she wrote this is going to act in it and it has a huge dance sequence at the top. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna see myself out the back. Yeah, where do I, where do I hand in my resignation? I'm, do, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, but it opened so beautifully, and it kind of made me feel like it was a music video. Oh, good. Hopefully, it'll give that vibe when people see it. I'm, I tell people I'm too close to it now to like know about it, but it is beautiful. I will say that, like the colors. The colors. <laughs> you're like, everything else is crap. The yeah. colors. The color. If you were just to watch it with no sound, no mm. jokes. The colors would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't think that's going to be the only thing that's going to about. <laughs> I don't. I hope not. I will say that this feels like a very nice time to go into the first segment. Do you feel ready? I would love that. Cue the music and post. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Oh, no. Do you want to? No, here, bring in some music. Let's, let's, let's. Bum, we're not going to play it. Bum, 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 bum. Deep conversations. Oh, oh my God. All right. So I think this time we we don't put in the song. We just put in Rebecca's um, thing. That was amazing. So the first segment, it's called the newly friend game. It's like the newlywed game, but we're friends. And the way that it works is I am going to ask you a question. You're going to write down your answer. I'm going to write down what I think your answer is. Then we'll flip the boards and see if we got the same answer. Is it only one question? Um, you are going to have one question and then I'm going to have a question. Okay. And the question for you, and this is a toughie for me, obviously, you know your own answer. Based on the story you just told, what is your favorite Beyonce song? Or let me make this easier because I don't want to like make you Sophie's choice here. What's your favorite Beyonce song right now? If you had to pick right now, it doesn't mean it's your favorite of all time. Sure. What you're feeling now. I'm just going to say as a Pisces, this is the worst question. So what's funny is I don't know what that means, but I'm excited (laughs) to learn what that means. I'm a... I'm a Scorpio and I don't even understand my own stuff. Uh, I could tell you all about Scorpio. I'm going to circle this. This is my guess. This, I'm just going to write down, this is my favorite. Ready to flip your board on three. Ready? One, two, three, and flip. Oh no, I didn't even come close. Well, right now. Okay, so, okay. countdown, yes. Okay, so I wrote countdown and then I thought you also might like crazy in love. And then I said my favorite was love on top. Now, show me again. So you wrote brown skin girl. Yeah. And then she wrote, but those are kids, you know, she wrote four others. So she wrote brown skin girl. Okay. Then flawless. I don't think I know. Yes, you do. I probably, maybe I do. And I don't know the name formation. I know love on top. Great. Yeah. It's my favorite and run the world run the world is to me, it's tough because she writes a lot of anthemic songs, yep. but like that one, I think is, I don't think you can get a better anthem than that. I don't think so either. Also, the video is probably one of my favorites. The video is great. Yeah. The reason I chose Countdown for you. I actually was, it was in my head, mm-hmm. but I, for whatever reason, couldn't remember the name. The reason I wrote it for you is because I, and this may be a very bad interpretation of you, but the way that I view you and the vigilance that you need to be able to accomplish a lot of stuff in your life needs that kind of like five, but, 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 you know, four, like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm like really focused and I got this done. It's got energy. It like pumps you up, but it's also like, there's kind of a rigidity to the song of like, you follow these things. You got to get it done. So that's why I kind of chose that. 
I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, I love Countdown. Countdown's great, but um, talk to me. So what album is Brown Skin Girl on? Because it sounds familiar, but I don't know if I- So this is why I was like, oh, I don't think he's going to get it. This is sort of a, a tricky one. It's technically on the Lion King album. I never heard the it. The Gift. No, never heard it. Like the song she did for the Lion King? Not the song, the album, the album experience. I don't think I heard From that. From 2019? 2018? I don't know if I heard it. Now I need to go back. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. Let me Let's say this. Let me, let me say this. I really like Beyonce. I think she's super talented and I'm a very big fan. I do not have the depth of knowledge on her catalog as other people do. So like, I want to just admit, I don't know enough that I could be like, oh, this B-side off of, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever, off Beyonce, you know? Like I don't, I don't, I'm not that good with it. You her. don't know Beyonce like you know in sync. I know and sync incredibly well. Okay, great. Um, that helps. That helps frame. One thing that I read that she did, which well, I was just like, that's the coolest thing in the world. I don't remember what album it was. She like heard a sound that she liked. So she took it and she went to two producers. I think one of them might've even been Skrillex, but she like went to two producers and she goes, I'd like to hear kind of what you do with a sound like this. So they did a thing and she goes, perfect. Took what they did and let them know she was doing this. Took what they did and sent it to a different producer and goes, cool, now I want you to do what you do and change this track based on what you do. And like essentially like kept just like taking it, cool. I love what you contributed. Per and it was kind of like making a stew where everyone gets to put in a little like, oh, I'm going to put in onions. And then someone's like, the cool. Yeah. 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 And she did that with all these different tracks. And that's why they were so multi-layered and complex was because she had everybody putting in their own. And I was like, why doesn't everyone do this? That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Maybe for legal reasons. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> like yeah. she, has, she has a legal team that can just handle yeah, that's whatever. Okay. I think you might get this question Ooh. because I think, and please tell me if you already know the answer, because if you definitely know it, then I'll choose a different question. Okay. Beyonce for you has served as almost like a North star, right? Yeah. Who in my life? I know it. You already know that it. So just skip right by it. Can I just say it out loud? Oh my God, please. Donald Glover. Oh God, I love him so much. Oh. <laughs> I already know it. Now, I already the, know now, it. Here's the question. How deep can you go on Donald Lover's catalog? Like not Childish very, Gambino. Not very. Okay. Because that was going to be my question. Was going to be like that. What's your favorite song? What's my favorite Donald Glover or Childish Gambino song? But I don't think you'll get that. So I'm going to do something different for you based on an earlier comment that you made. Okay. And please tell me if you know the answer to this. What was the first concert I ever went to? Ooh. I don't think you know that, but you might. Okay. I don't positively know it. Um, so you ready to flip your board on three, two, one. Give me a flip. Oh, oh, so Rebecca wrote TLC, I wish. Um, <laughs> no, it was Backstreet Boys. Backstreet was the first concert Boys. I um, Did I know this? Tell me the story. It was my birthday. My parents were like, uh, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go see Backstreet Boys live. And that was the whole story. Which, listen, is it the, is it the most like traditional thing you'd expect a nine-year-old boy to go want to see? No, but- Not particularly, but I love it. Uh, you know, I did, here's what's funny though. Over time, my tastes moved a little bit more into the instinct direction. Understandable. But here is the craziest. This is a 100% true story. This is super silly. Okay. I went to visit Jess when she was living in Houston. We went out to breakfast, I think it was. And I was ordering something and I pointed to a picture on the menu. And I was like, yeah, I think uh, that seems cool. And she goes, oh, well, it usually comes like this, but do you want it that way? And I, and I look at her and I go, I want <laughs> it that way. Tell me why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we like had this joke and then for the rest of the day, as a joke, I would find ways to pull in Backstreet Boys songs <laughs> into conversation with Jess, driving her crazy. Uh, so, so she'd be hilarious. like, uh, yeah, like she would say, I would be like, you know, a lot of people say they like this shirt on me and she'd be like, oh yeah, who? And I'd be like, everybody, <laughs> you know, like I just like kept driving her crazy. <laughs> we were, she was like, we're going to go do something fun tonight as a surprise. I was like, cool. And we started heading to the Toyota center and I'm like, oh, fun. And in my head, I go, the Rockets aren't playing right now tonight. I know they're not. Yeah. Um, we get there. It's a Backstreet Boys concert. That is the nicest thing anyone could do for anyone. But here's the thing. We get there and Jess goes, so you knew. And I was like, no, <laughs> how would I have known this? And she oh. goes, wait a minute. You're telling me <laughs> that absolutely <laughs> randomly you chose to sing conservatively 20 Backstreet Boys songs today, having no idea that tonight I was taking you to a Backstreet Boys concert. I said, I legitimately am that guy who just wanted to <laughs> sing Backstreet Boys songs. I had no clue. That's amazing. I, That's magic. I That's was, like- I was so shocked. Like, let me tell you about the call to change my destiny. Like it was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like- 
truly crazy. And to this day, I cannot get over it. Like Jess literally was like, you, you knew. I was like, I did No wonder she not. was like so irritated the whole day. Well, she thought I knew. Yeah. I don't, know that, I don't, I don't want to like characterize her as irritated, but she was just like, oh my God, enough. <laughs> You know, like I was like, but she hey, did not quit playing anything. games with my heart. Um, <laughs> no, she didn't. I, and I have to tell you something like that was a really fun concert. Oh, I bet. It really was fun. I bet. So I want to come back to, you see this Beyonce concert, you change your entire life. Yes. Can you just give us high level? Like you went to the Beyonce concert, then all of a sudden it's like, do you go to screenwriting or acting classes or what happens? I guess it, 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 it feels like, and it's probably a more interesting story if I like changed my entire life, but I did go back to school. I stayed in engineering mostly because I like couldn't convince my parents to let me switch. Mm -hmm. But the idea was like, okay, well I can like finish my major and then go pursue film and TV. But as I was doing more research, I was kind of like, you're supposed to work for free for quite some time. And then maybe uh, it becomes a paid job. Yeah. That is not much more than like minimum wage, if that. So mm. I kind of started feeling like, oh no, I think I have to like do this now while I'm in college so that I can like build up the experience. So I ended up actually leaving Columbia and transferring to USC, which is a whole story. But basically I was kind of torn between the two. And I thought, you know, USC, like, they like made you make films versus like just study films. And so I was like, okay, if I hate LA and if all else fails, I can always come back, but- Come back to Columbia. To New York, just in general. Like I was gonna say, it's interesting that you didn't, uh, did you consider like, did Columbia have a film score? Did you think about NYU? Or you were just like, I need to, I'm going to LA. I don't wanna- No, this is basically what the family meeting is based off of the story. The story is that my character wants to quit law school in the, in the story. She's a little bit older. What, what a big jump from the yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wants to quit law school and pursue dance professionally. And so for me, basically what happened was I couldn't transfer schools because I had like spent too much time in engineering so the idea was like, okay, let me take a little bit of a break. Essentially, like Columbia makes you like reapply to the school as if you're not already Pass. on campus. Yeah, like it's insane. And so I spent some time at home, which was a lot. But the one thing my dad did say was like, if you're going to go to film school, like apply to all of the best ones. And so I thought I was just going to go back to Columbia, but I yeah, ended yeah. up applying to NYU USC, I think UT Austin. And I applied a bunch of them and then got into quite a few. And Columbia's undergrad film program isn't as great as its master program. Mm. So it was kind of for me between NYU and USC. I was like, all my friends are in New York. Like I know the city somewhat kind of, but I know the industry really happens in LA. And again, like USC kind of makes you take at least one filmmaking class. And I knew I kind of like needed that. <laughs> I needed like that yeah. push of like, yeah. here's a camera, go. So I was literally in Texas deciding between like which coast do I go to? And that's when I was like, okay, well you push comes to shove. It's if it sucks two years in LA, then I'm back in New York. And so I went to LA and then I've been here pretty much ever since. What you just described requires so much confidence and so much belief in yourself. You're like, I'm going to do this. That's one of the things that I find so inspired. I mean, there's so many things about you that inspire me, but I do think like about the fact that you, from the jump or from the Beyonce, you <laughs> you were like, I'm going to make a run at this. Yeah. And, and I, I think people say I'm like courageous or we're brave for it, but I think yeah, yeah. it was just like, I I just loved it so much. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I just can't see myself doing anything else. Like I just saw myself doing this thing. And yeah, I just kind of went for it. From the moment I met you, I'm not trying to butter your bread, but like if you believe in yourself, it makes others believe in you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Like I met you for 10 minutes and I literally walk away and go, man, I hope she succeeds. Like, <laughs> I, like, I, didn't even, I didn't even know you. And I was like, oh man, I hope she makes it. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for her. Rooting for her. <laughs> um, but, but that also then plays for you on the page. And I read the first three quarters of the page of family meeting and other than it being wonderful, it just showed you're like, yeah, I believe in what I'm in what I'm doing here. Mm. I, I'm confident in what I'm writing here. I'm just doing my thing. You uh, know, thanks. I wasn't looking at your script being like, is she following the rules? You know, 
did she did she bold her slug lines like I want you know <laughs> she doing this right yeah <laughs> no I'm just there and I'm just like in it I'm like oh this is cool what's this oh yeah all right oh, okay and then they do the dance thing and there's like crazy lights in the desert what are we doing um, you know <laughs> it was kind of pretty clear that like I was always into it and I think as I was applying to schools I also kind of made that clear so. One of the things I did mostly film studies because I wanted to like learn what had been made so I could figure out kind of what I could contribute to the mm, medium. Mm. And one of the, you know, freshman year engineering student, but we had to take a writing course. And one of the like best papers that I wrote was about Disney, please hire me. But like how, dis how, you know, it was like, the plug. <laughs> Yo, Disney, like, <laughs> are you doing another goofy movie? I'm here. Oh yeah. my God. That I would, oh, I would kill. But no, it was about like, you know, the effects of Disney and like, is Disney the matrix in terms of like cultural pedagogy? You know, like how do we learn about culture? Is it sort of like Disney that kind of frames cultures in this way? Or is it us creating that? It was I, much more sophisticated. But well, it was not, I mean, I, my immediate gut was like, I like Disney. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Or like, are we sort of in buying and like participating it kind of like, just is Disney just giving us what we want or is Disney create kind of that sort of thing? Oh, is it reflecting back or, or is it trailblazing? Right. Like, are we in a matrix? You're going to teach me something different. We're getting to the teach me segment. Ah, love it. People say I have a lot to learn. I try and use this segment to do that. <laughs> um, you can teach me anything you want. It could take 10 seconds. It could take 10 minutes, preferably not 10 minutes because my attention span is that of a wee babe. I um, bet it's longer though. If you're moving, it might be. It yeah. might be. I feel like you're foreshadowing. Are we moving? We are moving. Okay. I'm going to teach you a dance. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Not a dance dance, but a style of dance. Okay. It's called Light Feet. I took my first class this past week and it's basically, it's like a form of hip hop that originated in New York and is now- As a New Yorker, I'm already into this. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. And it's almost like a cipher. Well, at least we ciphered in the class. So like we learn like foundational steps and then- all of a sudden we were in a circle and everyone was like, go in the middle. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, just So you build on the foundation? Yes. I, yeah, cause I see, I remember I lived in Chicago for four years and and as recently as a few years ago, I saw like, you know, everyone was like shuffling and I'm like, cool, this has been in Chicago for like a decade, but like <laughs> nice that you all decided to participate. That's a similar thing I think with this style. Like it's been in New York forever and mm. now all of a sudden people are, are doing it. Oh my God, let's do it. Hey folks, quick host note. I had a ton of fun in this segment learning to dance and doing so incredibly ineffectively. But given that learning to dance is an inherently visual medium, we trimmed it a lot for the audio version for your sanity. But if you do want to see that or to watch any video of the full episodes, we post all of those on our YouTube channel every week. So feel free to go there and give it a watch. All right, enough of me, back to the show. So I watched your dance videos online. You post oh, them. Oh, nice. And you seem like you're in great shape when I watch those. Like the actual energy that is required that you're bringing in those videos. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not in that. <laughs> Clearly I'm not in that shape. I'm like gassed from doing what we just did. Um, I love dancing. Yeah. Not great. It's crazy to me that you have time to do, because you were just like, yeah, you know, next class is on Tuesday. How do you find the ebb and flow of where to focus? Like, I want to focus on, I'm making this up. Like I want to focus on dancing this week while I'm doing my writing during the day. Maybe next week I'm a little more focused on the acting side of what I do. Like how do you do it in a way that doesn't splinter your brain into 80 pieces? Yeah, that's a great question. I think in the past when I was working at sort of nine to five, I would just like wake up super early and write in the morning, go to the job. And then usually my brain would be too tired by that point. And so then I would dance in the evening. So the job was like a writer's room? No, it was like, I was an assistant for a number of years. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So when you say, and I'm scared for your answer, because I know it's going to be something I don't like. When you say like, wake up early, like how early are we talking about? It would be like six. No, see, Some, I don't care yeah. for that. <laughs> it would be. I knew I would like it. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, I don't it's care actually why I'm addicted to coffee. I didn't and, know you're addicted to coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you've yeah. already had coffee today. Oh, yeah. So that's why you said white tea or, or decaf. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'll, I will already be fully souped. Are, are we talking, like, when you say addicted to coffee, are you having, like, two shots of espresso? Or are you just having, like, a cup of coffee? Like Usually just, like, a cup. Like, if I really need some extra juice by the afternoon, I might go grab a latte. But usually just, like, a cup. It's just, like, it's now also part of the, like, my morning sort of ritual. Well, okay. I'll, I'll wake up, drink my coffee, write my morning pages, and then get to writing. 
Okay, so now we've touched on a few things that we're going to have to jump back. We're going to have to hit. In an ideal day, I wake up, I brew my coffee while the coffee's brewing. I do like 15 minutes of yoga. Mm. And then when the coffee's ready, I write for about a half hour. And then I get into writing and there's no distractions and my phone is in the other room. That kind of rarely happens. I joke with Jess that I cannot immediately sit down and write. I need what I call commuting time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I need like a half hour of like, let me just play some stupid game that's mindless or something like that to just like kind of like get my head out of it. Once I get into writing, I'm in it. Yeah. In a writing session, if you're sitting down in like five, four or five hours, are you doing a bunch of different projects? Or you're like, oh, my no. brain's in one. Ideally, the day is just one thing. Mm. Ideally, the week is just one thing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like Even I'm if not- it's like TV stuff, the, the week is just one thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I like to sort of be in a world for a bit. Like if I have a deadline for this thing, then like, So like this upcoming week, I have a TV show that I need to really like develop and write a Mm. pitch for. And so the week will just be that basically. Just living with those folks. You don't like necessarily like I'm living with these folks and now I'm y'all just hang tight. (laughs) I'm going to go live over here for about a day, a few hours. I'll watch stuff. So I'll do research. So if I'm watching comps, then I'll like, okay, let me write on this project in this world. And then let me watch stuff that will be helpful for me in the other world. So that by the time I get to the other world, I've read the map. I like kind of know what to do. It's so funny. I do something very similar. Or like if I need to get into a zone, if I have a TV show that like links me to whatever a project I'm working on, like a very old pilot that I wrote was very much influenced, not at all the same, but influenced by the league. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I would like watch an episode of the league and I'd just be like, cool. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm have it. Back in. Another one, which is weird, was a pilot, which this is going to sound weird because this comp is not TV or a movie. When I came up with it, I was listening to an album by The Roots. Okay. And so I would need to listen to The Roots to get back into the space. Oh, nice. Um, So you use music. Sometimes, yeah. 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 Music is great. That's why. So when I was so much of my writing, especially about my family, was on Beyonce's album, The Gift, because it combines like hip hop and R&B and like African music. Mm. And so that's why I'm shocked that like you haven't heard, but I probably listened to that album more than most. This is going to sound crazy. There is a screenplay that I'm working on and it opens with this very particular like sequence. And in my head, for whatever reason, I needed, needed (laughs) this sequence to go to the song Compared to What by Roberta Flack. Do you know that song? I don't think so. Okay. We can't probably play it on this podcast, (laughs) but I will play it for you after. So I made a Spotify playlist of the song 30 times in a row and would just- Instead of just putting the song on repeat? Because the way that the Spotify thing was working, occasionally it would like do this weird thing where it was like, oh, we're done with the playlist. We'll go to something else. I'm like, oh, that's annoying. Oh, yeah. So I just put 30 in a row, played it, and then would just beep, 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 beep. While that was playing in my head, it was only like six pages. But then I got so into just having the song in the background yeah. that I was like, mm, no, this is what it needs to be now. <laughs> it just like sets the tone for the whole thing. Listen, Roberta I've done that Flack too. is a yeah. legend. And so I was just in there. I was just vibing out to it. I was like, oh, this is nice. And Jess at one point, and it was in my headphones, Jess at one point she goes, still Roberta Flack? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, you heard. You heard. I, I have the problem where anytime I write something, I always want to. I know, I know I like no one does this except like, Edgar Wright, but I'm always like something like compared oh, to I what do that Roberta all Flack the time. would play. Oh, I do. Oh, it. Yeah. I do it all the time. It's terrible. No, no, it's good because it's like when you say it's something like people know that you're not like actually trying to get that song necessarily, but you've planted a seed in the brain. And like, what happens if maybe we get the song? Who knows? But like, you need to just plant the seed because then sometimes some people when reading, they'll go and like listen to it and be like, okay, I get this vibe now. I'm going to keep going. I kind of want to make mixtapes for all of my projects and be like, this is what you should be listening to while you read this. Oh yeah. I do that too. In case it gets made, I'm like, here's the music, music supervisor. I mean, Donald Glover, when he did Because the Internet, he wrote a screenplay that went with Because the Internet and it tells you in the screenplay when to hit the tracks. That's amazing. He's the best. (laughs) I feel like this is as good a time as any to move to our lightning round. Oh. So it's five questions, fast questions, but they don't need to be fast answers. Great. Question one, what is a favorite ritual of yours? So like mine is brewing tea. And we might've just kind of covered it in what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Is that my favorite though? Oh, Um, I feel like you don't like when I ask you what we like what your favorites. Is this the Pisces thing? This is the Pisces thing. Can you explain to me what this is? Pisces, we're here, we're everywhere, we're nowhere, right? Like we just, (laughs) we just love 
all the options. We're the last sign of the zodiac. So like in many ways we can relate to and go with the flow with all signs. And so when, you know, in terms of like picking your favorite, it's sort of like, well, they're all my favorite. Like, so Jess's birthday is in July. She literally, we could go to a restaurant and I'm like, so, um, you know, do you want to get an appetizer? She's like, yeah, I think maybe we do these four. And I was like, what? <laughs> we could go to a place that doesn't have appetizers. She's like, should we just order like six mains? Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not Mark Cuban. We're not ordering six mains. Uh, I, I, I literally, I said to her, but I go, I don't think Jay-Z orders six mains at a restaurant. And oh, I think he does. She, so she goes, I'll bet he does. And he doesn't even look at them. <laughs> and she's like, I'll bet he just sends them to other tables to let other people enjoy them because he doesn't need them. He just wants to order them because he can. So I Jess, she's right. Jess literally jokes that every meal is tapas to her. <laughs> she's like, there's order a bunch. That's genius. Does she like leftovers? Okay, this is a big divide in our house. I am very adamantly pro leftovers. Not only am I pro leftovers, I think you can rediscover, reinvent what you were eating before in a whole new way. Yep. Jess used to be completely no leftovers. Now she'll do leftovers one time based on a different meal or she'll do, it is a two day max. So after two days, she won't eat it again. I will eat something for a week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I ask because it's interesting that she orders so much and then isn't a leftover person. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> isn't it Rebecca? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, maybe she's a Pisces in disguise. Maybe. She's or, a disguises. Oh, we're, <laughs> <laughs> That's my time, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Uh, you can see I, me at the funny bone in the chuckle hut. Um, yeah. Maybe a part of her is. We're not going to get into astrology, but basically that's, that's. I don't even know what she, oh, she's a cancer. I don't know what they do. Cancers are very caretaking people. Then she must not be a cancer. No, just kidding. <laughs> Jess, if you hear this, I love you. Um, and what about Scorpios? And I swear we'll get back to it. Scorpios are very intense and very loyal. Oh, those are hundred percent me. Super loyal. Yeah. Love and loyalty. Very big for me. Yeah. It's like sort of, there's like a wall up for a bit, but then once Scorpio decides that you're their person, it's like, I will die for you. I'm loyal to a fault. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in my squad, you're fully protected. Yeah. It's very hard for a Scorpio to let go. I okay. don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're here forever. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Favorite so favorite ritual. ritual. I'll pivot a little bit. Dance classes don't really do this too much, but I love a dance class where like we all warm up together. That's like a nice ritual. Like, you know, you just like, you stretch, you warm up. It's a lot of times choreographers will like in sort of the grooves of warming up, plant some of the choreography just so you can get in your body. That's uh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Like you're all moving as Sign a group. Sign of a good teacher. Yeah, yeah. So that would be my favorite ritual is like a dance class that like we all warm up together. I remember once I was 22. I use a phrase a lot where I say, I'll try anything four times. And um, <laughs> and this guy goes, oh yeah, anything? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, anything. And I was like, if you're thinking in sexual terms, also yes, but I don't understand what you're referencing here. But he goes, all right, I'll make a deal with you. I'll name a thing. If you do it, like, I don't remember what it was, like maybe 50 bucks or something. I was like, cool. And he goes, dance class. And I was like, done. So my friend Maggie, who was also there, was like, I'll do it with you. And I was like, great. So we found this dance class, which was a beginner hip hop dance class. And I was like, this is going to be great. I don't know how people define beginner in that place, <laughs> but like we get in. What city were you in? Uh, Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Do you remember the song? I think it was called Dynamite by Tao Cruz. It's like, I came to dance, dance, yeah. dance, dance, you know, all that. The, the teacher's like, okay, so we're just going to take it really nice and easy. Okay. And we're like, great. She goes, all right, five, six, seven, eight, and one, two, flip, three, four, turn, twist, arm and down, leg up, kick to the side and back to and close. All right, so that's going to be our first. Does anyone phrase, need me everyone, to review that? We got to learn our first phrase. Yeah, she's like, does anyone need me to do that again? Or we all got that. And I'm like, what do you mean, did we all get that? I was like, I, I, I spun around. I missed what you did because we turned back. I don't even know what, what, the, what, what? what? And, she, and so she like sees me and Maggie are like way out to sea. And yeah. she goes, She's like, sorry, okay, we're going to do it one more time for those that already got one it. One more. Yeah, she goes, for those that already got it, I'll, I'll pick up the pace just a hand. And I was like, slow down the pace. <laughs> and she goes, all right, and five, six, seven, eight, one, two, and three, four, flip, Classic. and turn, seven, turn. Kick, 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 up, down. Maggie and I went to two classes. <laughs> we go to the third class. She drove that day, and we're just sitting in her car outside the studio, and we're both silent. <laughs> And, and I was like, we should probably go in. And Maggie's like, yep. And then either of us moved. And Maggie's like, cause we're going to, I'm going to go. And I was like, yeah. And neither of us moved. And she was like, <laughs> I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, 
there is a happy hour at the independent. And I was like, well, I feel like it's probably, we should probably take a break. We've done this two weeks in a row. Feels very tiring. <laughs> and, uh, and then I think we went one more time to the dance class and then we just made it a ritual that we just kept going back to the independent for happy hour. Oh, because, nice. Because the problem was like, I wanted to dance. You know, I came to dance, dance, yeah. dance, dance. But um, she just, it was like their definition of beginner. I don't even, it was like expert dancing. It's a lot. And you kind of never know, unless it literally says, basic or foundation. Okay. So you don't, that was our mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could be like a beginner class, but everyone's been taking it. So it's really like intermediate. It was like expert. <laughs> it was like, or that it was like or one, that. two, pot of beret twist, kickball change. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Um, anyway. Okay. Question two, what is a running bit you have with a friend or partner that makes you laugh or family member? I like quote a lot of I guess, TV shows. And one of the shows that me and my siblings grew up watching was The Simpsons. So I oftentimes answer the phone like Mr. Burns. And (laughs) can you do it for us? Yeah. So when he answers, it's very simple. When he answers the phone, he's like, ahoy, ahoy. (laughs) And so now it's gotten to the point where I say it to my siblings all the time. They say it back. And now there are certain friends who say it also because I, that's how I answer the phone. And one friend, my friend Maggie, she, I'm like, ahoy, ahoy. And she's like, ahoy, hey. And we just continue the conversation. <laughs> I love that. I might, my, my two, the two things I say from The Simpsons, because I was not an adamant like viewer, but like I've seen a lot of it. Two things I say from The Simpsons a lot are uh, everything's coming up Millhouse. That's, that's. <laughs> My sister's Millie. We call her Millhouse. We call her Milhusen, Milhusenhof, Milhusen-Hoffer. Like, so you really make is- her very German. <laughs> I uh, really do. Yeah, I do that one. And then the other one, my other literal favorite quote from The Simpsons probably is, these berries taste like burning. Um, <laughs> it's just any anything anything Ralph Wayne um, <laughs> makes me super happy. Um, question three, can you do an impression of one or both of your parents? My brother, when he was in college, changed his major from chemical engineering to chemistry, which warranted a whole discussion about how he was going to ruin his life with just a chemistry major. feel very related, but okay. <laughs> yeah. my, my, what do I know? Those seem similar. Yeah. So it's like, so how are you going to change your major from chemical engineering to chemistry? Hey, that's it. <laughs> you know what's funny? The hey, for some reason, was very intimidating. <laughs> You're like, hey? I'm like, I don't know. I felt like I, I, felt like I was your brother. I'm like, I'm not sure. I, 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 I could change it back. I, 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 just, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, and I'm guessing everything turned out fine. Um, oh, yeah. Question four. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is there a particular moment that comes to mind? I mean, a ton of times. Yeah, I guess there was one pitch I had and it was to this person who... I was like convinced that I was bombing the pitch. Like, oh, you believe you were sure you're like, I'm, I'm really destroying this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, like this is going terribly. Oh my Lord. And you still, you didn't, were you just like, should we just call it? Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up. I, I, I wanted to, um, very much wanted to, but I'm like, you know, God, you just got to just get through it. And so I get through it. I I think I ended up like, let me just focus on this other person and not this person who's just making a face like they do not want to oh, be they're here. they're just stonewalling you emotionally. Just like, yeah, well, yeah, just like, okay. and it almost is like scowling, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I get through the pitch and this person um, unmutes themselves and, and- Oh, this was on Zoom. This is on Zoom. Oh, this was on Zoom pitch. <laughs> oh, okay. Ignore that box. Um, <laughs> and they were like, uh, I'm sorry uh, if I was, you know, making a, a face. I was just trying to not cry. <laughs> like, that beautiful job. And I was like. The person that you were sure was like, you're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they were just trying not to cry. They were just trying to not be emotional. So. That's, I mean, what a great way that could have turned out. Yeah. So I, I think of, I think it's like a good example with imposter syndrome, like thinking like, oh, I can't do this or I can't. Yeah. And then oftentimes you find out that like, oh no, you were doing fine and not only fine, but great. So oh I try to think of that whenever I feel like, oh, should you be here? Are you equipped to do this? Because that happens a lot, a lot. That's why I kept like, God, which one of the millions of examples? <laughs> yeah. For any listener, you weren't like, oh, I don't know if I've ever experienced that. <laughs> yeah. Instead, it's like, hey, listeners, she was experiencing that every day. So she just had to pick one. Listen, I had that when we went to do that lab. 
Mm. And they were like, all right, do introductions. And so I was planning when it got to me, just be like, hey, I'm Josh. I'm a stand-up comic. And uh, I also enjoy writing. And uh, my favorite dessert is pie. You know, just like yeah. something like real quick and easy, you know, blah, blah, blah. First person's like, well, I, I went to Tish. And <laughs> I, um, I've i won uh, 14 different uh, screenwriting competitions. And I have so many laurels that I uh, dedicated a wall in my house to just recreating all the laurels I've won. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, you and I were on the same page for that. Cause I was also like, oh, should I have printed out my resume yeah. and brought I that was <laughs> I was literally gonna go into a story about how one time I had apple peach raspberry pie and it was really good. <laughs> but apparently like no one was doing that. No one was following that no, script. No. no, everyone's like, and then I did this and I did that and I wrote for the Pope. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, of course you did. I also have a weird, like when I really admire someone, I also get like reverse imposter syndrome and I get in the state of like, you need to meet me. It's very bizarre. You need to meet me. <laughs> the one, I had an assistant job where like a lot of prominent people kind sure. of came through. The one, the only person I really cared about though was Kelly Rowland. Oh, I mean, I legend. mean, yes. Yeah. And I found myself, she was like in the lobby. I found myself, instead of doing the normal thing of like, hello, it'll just be a minute. Can I get you anything? I like marched towards her and I'm like, hello. I am Rebecca. It's lovely to meet you. And like, I didn't need to be shaking this person's hand. She didn't need to know my she name. She was busy texting in an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too deep of a cut? You know what I'm referencing, right? No. Oh my God. There, I think it was the a, a song she did with Nelly or something. I can't remember, but she's in a music video and she's like texting. And if you zoom in, it's in a spreadsheet. <laughs> I think I know what she has like red short hair, right? I think like so. A I think cut. it was short hair. Yeah. That's another video. I'm going to go home and now watch. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I get like the reverse did of like, did she respond? Did she you? was lovely. Oh, she was yeah. lovely. Didn't at all act like I was being weird, even though I kind of like, you there was were. no, I was very much yeah, being I'm not going to let you out the hook. You were. Yeah. Uh, and then I took her, her order. She likes egg whites. So do I. Oh, great. Just had it for breakfast. Great. I think I told you the time that I, when I met Donald Glover, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, I genuinely, my sister pushed me into him, but at the same time, <laughs> when, I, when I met him, I, I literally was just like, yeah, and here's my thing. And, um, you know, have a good day. <laughs> you know, like, I don't do finger guns. I'm not that horrible, but I was like, huh, have a good day. But then he's the one that called me back to be like, where are you going? And I'm like, hmm, what? Oh, I told you that story. I thought, I didn't know he like brought you back. Well, yeah, I tried to leave. I literally was like, I was like, Hey, just want to say I'm a really big fan. And I admire the courage with which you make your career choices. And, um, uh, I'm going to, you know, be cheering you on for the sidelines, whatever you do, uh, Great meeting you and really enjoyed your show. Yeah. And uh, walked away and he goes, hey, where are you going? And I was like, hmm? <laughs> and I turned around and he goes, where are you going? And I was like, well, I just figured you probably have a lot of things to do and I didn't want to be, you know, another thing that you had to do. <laughs> and he was like, there's no one else here. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he Great. was like, sorry, so what did you say you do? Come here. And so I came back over and we had a very long conversation. Changed my life. Love that so um, much. I know, he's a legend. Uh, final question for you of yes. the lightning round. What is your favorite tea? And if you don't have a favorite tea, what is your favorite comfort? I love me like a ginger lemon, mm. a chamomile. Sure. Yeah. I, I live in the herbal world. I would have made you an herbal had I known. But I knew I was like, this is, you know, early afternoon. Let mm. me get a little bit of- Little kick. Yeah. yeah. Little zhuzh. Is that what you're going to say? I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Brack, it was so lovely having you. Uh, this was so fun. It was fun. so lovely we being here. We have to have here. you back again. Please. I, I I'll teach you something. I'll teach you another dance that I'm- Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This time I'm going to, yeah, this, this time I'm going to put an extra deodorant, I think. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That was Rebecca Usoro. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Rebecca Usoro and on TikTok at Rebecca Usoro. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Lucas Marshka. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Villegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week. So until then, happy steeping. <laughs>